Welcome to the Woody's Podcast, with stories, interviews and encouragements from Woody's to inspire you as you live for Jesus. Hello everyone, hi and welcome to the Woody's Podcast. Uh, Really sorry that we've not been with you for a little while. Things have been rather crazy and busy and uh, normally at this point, uh, Rachel would be saying hi as well. And when we recorded this podcast, this was back in uh, May, I think. And uh, it's taken a little while to get round to bring it all out. So um, I checked over all our wittering, and frankly, it was pretty boring and how we're all putting on weight, staying at home. But things have moved on since then, and lots has happened. So I thought what we'd do is just jump straight into our main part, which is uh, an interview with Dave and Dave just reflecting and sharing a bit of how we navigate this um, kind of lockdown time and some of the pressures but also opportunities that um, we're facing as a church. And so um, instead of lots of wittering from us, don't you worry, the wittering will be back. Um, We're just going to jump straight into the interview with Dave. So um, yeah, thanks for tuning in and listening to us and we will be having more podcasts coming out at some point, hopefully quite soon. All right, lots of love to you all. Enjoy. Here we are. This is a very special um, online Zoom edition of the Woody's podcast. Hello, listeners, and apologies that we've not been with you for a while. It's been um, exceptional times. Unprecedented, some would say. Unprecedented. So um, we've got a we've got a chance to really catch up. Hi, Rachel. Great to see you. Great um, to see you, Nigel. And we've got a special guest. So not only we are we doing this a as a, a Zoom, it's the one and only lovely Dave Mitchell. Ah. And um, actually, we felt we really wanted to catch up with you, Dave, to be able to, um, I guess, just take stock a little bit of where we're at as church, and in light of all that has happened and things have moved so quickly. And just a chance again to sort of tune in as well to sort of how do we as a community respond and how are we aware of what God's doing in our midst. So we just thought we'd love to chat with you, Dave, and, and ask you some questions on that. So um, where do we start? You've, you've been coming out with some really helpful stuff for us as a church. And um, is this the first time that you've really seen a sort of an exceptional level of change hit the church? Or have there been other times you've been aware of? Um, where the church has really had to respond really quickly to stuff. I, I'm, I'm certainly not aware of any, but I thought I'd ask you. Well, He's I, older. I, I think uh, certainly I've, I've come across individual churches having to respond uh, to, to major change. But I think, uh, you know, sometimes, some, usually it's a local storm. This is an international storm, isn't it? So it's not just church responding, it's the whole society responding. And, and I, I guess there. I mean, Donald Trump says there's been nothing like this since Pearl Harbor or or whatever. You know, it's, it's kind of we're on those kind of um, we're making the big picture statements about what we're going through, and rightly so because even though we've had waves of uh, of pandemics, the way that it's been tracked and handled, and the whole lockdown is absolutely unique in human history. So. We're allowed to be living through unique times. I suppose one of the big challenges for us is they're unique up till now, but are we going to see um, 
you know, in the future, things of, of equal significance or greater, which, which is one of the challenges going into the 21st century, I think. And um, I think Andy Crouch has, has written, hasn't he, about this. This isn't just maybe necessarily a, a one-off storm, but maybe it's the start of um, a bit of a wintry season. But I don't want to be too pessimistic about that, but... Um, Sure. It seems it seems to me that sometimes Christians can go either either way. They can sort of say they can be a bit gloomy and say, you know, the churches, you know, won't recover from this. People won't come back. The church is, you know, really going to struggle coming through this time. And then you have the other other sort of pendulum swings the other way, and it's like this is a great opportunity. God's doing a new thing. Um, the church is going to rise and be glorious again. And where do you sort of sit on that spectrum? Maybe if if you don't mind being asked to sit somewhere but um I, I certainly feels like god's doing something cool you know in in the world at a yeah. really difficult time it's I, i'm probably I, I i love the radical middle place you know i i think um th- there's some real opportunities in the season for massive change the, the question is are we resilient enough and determined enough to make changes not mm. just as church, but nationally. You know, there would be. This has been a real opportunity for international cooperation, but maybe we've not. We've only partially taken it. And for us, as we as we kind of rethink the way we do church, um, it could be a real opportunity for lots of leadership to rise up. I I, I see it as if um, maybe you could compare it to China when the missionaries were suddenly forced to leave, where a revolution took place, and and it, it's a revolutionary situation. It's not been a man-made revolution like lots of revolutions, but when the church has had to adapt rapidly before, it's been in the situation it might be the rise of communism or something like that. And churches that are resilient um, are ones that are well-networked, that are able to go underground and release a whole lot of invisible leadership. And I suppose one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about, um, Woody's, is how resilient is our midweek church, our pastorates, our small group leaders, they're really important people at a time like this, and it may be that they're going to be carrying communities where we're not able to meet in in larger numbers or rely on the things that we've historically relied on. And one of the good mm. things that we can learn from church history that in those kind of times, the church has often grown, um, not diminished. So that would be one of my things. First of all, let, let's kind of um, celebrate, empower, resource are our small group midweek church leaders who may be able to to take the church into to greater things in in the next phase, and probably you know like everybody else we're celebrating the way that um, the accessibility for church has become um, so easy for so many different people and 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 we can in a very democratic way be doing church with people all over the country or or people who because they don't have to leave their homes, can relate to us. And, and that is very striking. And we want to learn from that and probably continue a ministry that has an online dimension well into the, the next phase of our life together. And so be, be going up for that. And, and this is all good experience, isn't it? You've been leading the way, of course, with podcasts. Podcasts are being followed all around the world. Exactly. So thank, our, you. Our, thank you for doing that. Audience Perfect. goes far and wide, doesn't it, Nigel? Yeah, well, we've started the whole podcast trend, and it's good to see that others have caught on. <laughs> Catching on. Years ago, they caught on. Um, and actually, on oh, just on the back of that comment, um, we ha- we had our first night of Alpha last night, and it was it was Alpha does Eurovision because we had people from Portugal, Holland, 
um, where else? I was going to say the Netherlands, but that's the same as Holland. It's very close to <laughs> Holland, yeah. Yes, um, there was about five, four or five different European countries that people were tuning in to do alpha wow. from in, in that locality. So that, that's never happened yeah. before. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Dave, one of the, the things that you mentioned on an email to church was saying, actually, yes, we're restricted in meeting together. That The focus maybe moves away from God is uh, kind of with us in that gathered sense that we're very familiar with, I guess, is Woody's turning up and being in God's presence together and to then actually having to, in some ways, really learn what it means that God is in us uh, in a way that's maybe harder for some people perhaps to kind of get hold of i just wonder if you could unpack that a little bit because I, when as i read that i i felt that was so apt really that not saying that we get lazy or complacent being in a a big crowd and just there's a spiritual atmosphere going on but when it's just you at home day in day out actually where's god there and i thought that was a really perceptive uh thing to raise yeah just yeah love to hear your thoughts on that and what prompted you sharing that thanks Nigel well as as you know I'm a a great believer in the both ands and one of my favorite both ands is the fact that God is both with us and in us that where two or three gather in in my name Jesus said I'm there in the midst of them but also he that was with you will be in you and um, I suppose Jesus in particular brought that dimension to uh, a very public religious culture and so where um, in Matthew's Gospel, in Matthew 6, Jesus really challenges us to have a secret history with God that's not about the public affirmation or the public stage or things that can reinforce our spiritual significance. He's really encouraging us to derive our spiritual significance from our one-on-one relationship with the Father. And then I think that's reinforced in, in John's Gospel when, when, when Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who will be with you when I'm gone. You know, and, and he's talking to, uh, again, a community that has to experience profound change and no longer centred around the visible, physical presence of Jesus. And so for, for, for that community, their experience of the Holy Spirit in them as well as with them was going to be transformational. Now, it was expressed in gatherings, but that church also experienced in the aftermath of Pentecost, dispersion, imprisonment, um, all of the disciples had to face the lonely path, perhaps of martyrdom. That's about as lonely as it gets. When you're, that, that's the kind of loneliness that Jesus Himself went through. And and if um, if we don't have that experience of God in us to sustain us, then um, we're going to probably lack resilience to cope with trauma, difficulty, and pressure in life. And here's, if you like, a, a, an opportunity for us to to learn. Uh, with the expectation we are going to, to some degree, be able to gather, go back to together, all all those kind of things. But maybe learning some lessons that are life lessons that that will sustain us for the particular seasons that every life brings. At some point, um, if you live long enough, uh, you're probably going to face times when you become less able to connect your faith around community. So I, I kind of, you know, this last... Uh, this last week I said goodbye to my mum you know and had um, her, her funeral and and for mum mum was came to a point where she could no longer go to church but as we reflect about her life one of the things my sister said is mum always had a real passion for prayer and for the bible you know she had a real appetite for it far more of an appetite than we her children got you know it's kind of where we have to do things out of duty she seemed to have a real appetite for it 
and we were just aware of her in her latter years having that really sweet spirit, I think because of God in her, not because she was sustained by meetings of public worship, but because of that, that one-on-one things. And I guess we'd all want to have that, wouldn't we? Going into our latter stages of life and certainly going into our death, you know, that, that, that we're going to reach a place where it'll be a one-on-one, us looking into the eyes of Jesus probably. And, and what's he going to say to us? You know, and, and we want to cultivate that kind of relationship here on earth, I think. So uh, I guess our, our time with Jesus, our daily time with Jesus, prayer, and our, our appetite for reading the Bible, those things are really key for us individually. Um, and maybe lockdown is an opportunity for us to grow in those disciplines, those those habits, those those sort of time slots in our days. And so... Is that that's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? That you know these things that are just between us and God. I mean, we can do them in a group, we can do them in a home group, in a pastorate, of course, and that's really important. But nobody else can do that for you, can they? Nobody right. else can pray to Jesus um, as you. <laughs> Only you can do that. Only you can communicate to Jesus for you, for yourself. And really, we have to just keep growing in that, don't we? Yeah, we do. And I think one of the challenges about about this is that. When anxiety grips our heart, it can be very noisy. And it's often in times of fear and difficulty that we want to be with other believers, to be sustained by their faith. So for us in this very season where actually the gathering would feel great and we'd kind of pull together, you, you can imagine the kind of, it's a bit like, um, you know, if we th- think about the blitz spirit, it was kind of, you had a real sense of people pulling together and being community in this season, we're being very dispersed. And so it's even more challenging than normal to access the intimacy with God if we're really struggling with fear about our health or about our our loved ones or about our finances or our career, all those kind of things. But we've got to do it. There is there is no other, other recourse, actually. And it's the best recourse, because if we can get hold of God in those times, then that will sustain us for the long haul of life. So I think it is a real opportunity to be grasped. Um, and uh, yeah, and yet it's not always easy, is it? And, and the, the, there'll be plenty of things to, to stop us doing that, even if we have time. Some mm. of it just because of our own carnality, if you like, our own flesh life, which um, <laughs> just, you know, it, it takes a bit it's of discipline. There. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's there and it's yeah. loud and noisy. And I think one of the things that, sorry, that just being hard is just that the, you know, every day feels the same. That's mm. quite difficult. And you, yeah. you sort of lose the sort of the rhythm of the, the, a normal week. And so that, that can, everything sort of flows and merges. And what day is it? I don't know, I have no idea what day it is. What time is it? Who knows? You know, my kids are sort of, they've become very nocturnal. They're going to bed at two in the morning and waking up at two in the afternoon. It's like, ah, oh, it's driving me nuts. But that, even that can be hard. To sort of, yeah. you've, you've, your rhythms have all gone out of kilter. Yeah. Dan, for you, what would be your, I guess, hope for the church? Not just sort of Woody's, but maybe the church in Bristol and the UK coming through this and stuff. Because I, I actually, in a weird way, have been at, t- at times energised by it because it has shaken me up and it has uh, forced me to do life in a different way. And actually, I, I probably, for me... Things changing up from time to time is really helpful. Um, I just wonder what would your heart for for us as a church and sort of going forward 
through this would be. And um, yeah, just yeah, simple as that. Think, really. Well, I think first of all, coming out of of this time, all of us with a greater humility and a greater awareness of our need for God, and actually our lack of ability just to be in control of life. I, I think that's a really salutary, important lesson. And, and right at the start of lockdown, I was, I was kind of thinking about that, using the whole kind of, you know, God willing kind of phrase. That there's, there's a lack of humility about us feeling our, we, we can kind of make solutions. We can, we've got the technology and the, the power and the money and, and the wealth to, to do these kind of things. It's interesting that in, in Revelation, John, in his lockdown, the church that is most perhaps criticizes the church that thinks it's most powerful the Laodicean church and John says to that church you know you need you need to realize that you are wretched poor pitiful and blind and it's the vulnerable churches that often get the affirmation so I think that that is a lesson for us do we do we do we need to learn again um what we've forgotten that unless the Lord builds a house we labor in vain and, and have a dependence on him um that was is reflected by probably by a prayer life um by um, a kind of yieldedness to God that that we we, we may um, have have been been lacking. I think perhaps the second thing about church coming out is is that we're, we're more aware of the mission field and more positive about it. Because one of the things that we've we've learned coming out of, of this time is that in a crisis, people do turn to God. Mm. And if the tier fund stats are true, that one in four people have watched a religious service online since lockdown, then it means that in trouble, people do cry out to God. People have prayed, 50% of people have prayed, something like that. So actually, we can um, we, we can perhaps be more confident that there's a spiritually hungry world out there, that if we really have authentic good news, that we can offer. And I suppose that the third thing coming out of, 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 of this is um, I don't know. I, I I feel in a way that that lots of Christians have stepped up because they've had to. They've had to be the the voice for their community. They've had to be their witness in their street on their street WhatsApp group. They've they've perhaps um, shared their faith by inviting people to online stuff in a way they've not done before. Perhaps they've been leading their pastor or their small group and and coming up with resources because. Other people haven't, or they've taken part in online, you know, interviews or done early devotions. I don't know. I just feel, oh, right. There's a lot of people who are doing things and are expressing Christian leadership. That if if that sustains, it could actually lead to uh, an explosion of resource within the church because we've got a whole lot of people who have discovered, yeah, I am a minister, and when that when when I'm not dependent on those few people on the platform leading, and I've had to do it, then I've discovered that God's able to use me. And that there's been for me a sense of rightness about being used that I want to maintain. Well, everyone's a minister. It's actually true. I think that's true, yeah. Dave, thank you. Um that's just so helpful to to hear some of those reflections. And um I guess, you know, we're we're still in the midst of it and mm. we're still wanting to support each other, notice each other, but also look outside of ourselves as well. I was wondering Maybe as we end, could you pray for us as a church and as a community? Um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, thank you. Father God, 
this time has reminded us that unless the Lord builds the house, we labour in vain. And some of our best efforts um, are very fragile, very frail, unless you sustain them. And so we pray, Lord God, that in this season you would first of all sustain us by the presence of your Holy Spirit, that we would know God with us, Emmanuel. We'd know the Holy Spirit, the comforter in our hearts. We'd be able to know the one who searches the mind of God. We'd know how to pray because you help us. And I pray second of all, God, as, as we've been through a kind of a radical time of being restricted and cut back or even pruned, I pray, Lord, that would actually lead to growth. And just as Noah came out of lockdown from the ark and there was a new creation that was opening up, I want to pray that we'd experience new creation stuff coming out of our lockdown and we're able to see you doing your thing in new ways. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Dave. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Dave. Good stuff. <laughs>